Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to the Registered Investment Advisor Podcast, where financial services marketing expert Seth Green interviews experts, executives, and top producers to share can't-miss tips on how they successfully manage their financial service firms, grow their businesses, create great relationships, and influence the industry. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Welcome to the RIA podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Brian Castle, CEO and founder of Four Star Wealth Advisors, an SEC RIA headquartered in Chicago. Brian's got an MBA from the University of Chicago's Booth School of Business and has been a guest lecturer for their MBA program along with the Four Star Wealth Advisors podcast. Uh, Brian, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Glad to be here. Thank you, Seth. Um, our pleasure. Let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started in the business? Well, I started as a rookie stockbroker, as they used to call us back in the day, Seth, back in the 80s at Payne Weber. And uh, they they called us investment executives, maybe, but you know, it wasn't like it is now. But we were mostly looking to sell bonds and do mutual fund investing and that kind of thing. And all the financial planning didn't come in until about 10 years after that. Uh, but I, I got started with a, a training, national training class, and then went from there to Lehman Brothers uh, to learn position brokering, which really isn't done that much anymore. But uh, there were uh, a lot of tra- you know, trading-oriented uh, retail shops that dealt with very wealthy individuals trading options and IPOs and derivatives and things like that. And so that's what we did at Lehman. And then I went to William Blair, Seth, uh, for... 16 years and became a portfolio manager. It was almost like growing up a little bit. And then then we learned how to run portfolios on a discretionary basis and model them out. Along the way, I did that MBA in Chicago and learned uh, a lot more about structuring portfolios and how to run them. So uh, anyway, that's where we are. I did a stint after that at Morgan Stanley, but the whole idea was to start an independent firm when I left William Blair. And so that's what we did in 2014. Well, I'm sure the longer version of that could fill a book somewhere if it hasn't already. So tell us a little bit about uh, Four Star Wealth Advisors. Um, who are the types of clients you serve? Sure. Well, well, the, the reason we founded Four Star is after 30 years in the industry, you know, I realized that none of the firms, no matter what level, what high exalted level I ever got to, really had all the things that I wanted to serve clients with. And there were many things clients were doing that they weren't doing with us. And then the firms would put up restrictions and tell you you can't do this and can do that. And a lot of it was driven by their product stream and what they wanted to do. And really wasn't about us. It was about them. So I wanted to create a firm that was about us, about the advisors and how we serve clients. And so we created a firm with the broadest product and service mandate that I'm aware of. And I know that because I've surveyed every firm to see what they offer. And uh, so pretty much anything is possible at Four Star. Uh, and, and that's uh, obviously portfolio management, financial planning, five different types of software. We've got, um, you know, a whole series of different things that are unique, like philanthropy as a service. I was William Blair's 
corporate executive leader and still work with six public companies and lots of C-level executives, restricted stock, uh, insider transactions, all those things. You know, we also have a very large alternatives platform. While I was at that university, uh, the Hyde Park Angels was founded, which became in the last seven years, I think five of the last seven years, the number one angel group in America. Well, I was one of the original angels back in oh, um, 07. And uh, so we, we have a lot of alternative experience from real estate to early stage, angel, all different types of things. So we even incorporated all of that into Four Star. And of course, that's not available at most warehouses and, and others. So we created a lot of unique things. And then, you know, you can even do Bitcoin through Four Star, uh, which most of the firms won't let you do or directly. So we're, I guess the only constant is change. Anything that clients can do in some way, they can do with us. We're even doing lots of insurance, Medicare advising, uh, company benefits, property casualty for very wealthy investors who own three houses, two boats, you know, five cars, all those things. So, so anything that a wealthy investor is doing financially, uh, we can handle it. It sounds like you've almost created, you know, the family office model. I guess you could call it a family office model, um, except that most of the things that we do, we actually do in-house rather than farm out to others. Although we do have partners on certain areas of it, um, but we do have a lot of the expertise right within our firm, which is really fun. We have some really great people. We're we're up to 32 advisors, 14 staff. We're in 16 states, so um, we're building uh, building a, a pretty big show. We just crossed a billion in assets, and we're and we're uh, on the track to double that in the next year. That's how do you manage for that type of growth? Uh, it's a lot of work, um, <laughs> but. Uh, we have a lot of great recruiting uh, groups that are working with us. We have a great development team here that's working on the recruiting and just a lot of friends in the industry who see what we're doing and they realize this is fun. We're, you know, we want people to come here and enjoy working here. I think a lot of the firms, it's not that way, Seth. I mean, you work at a warehouse and everybody's trying to kill each other. And that's not, it's not the way it is here. So uh, definitely so no, no, no violence in the here. office. No violence in the office. We try to have fun like you used to. Every, I remember a day when everyone enjoyed uh, their office. They lo- liked their manager. We, you know, everyone had a great time. It's not that way in a lot of firms now, but we're proud to say we think it's that way here. So if you've got such a diversified suite of offerings, how do you do vetting and due diligence on all that? How do your advisors, you know, you can't be an expert in everything, is that are there different silos? Are they divided up in terms of oh, if you want alternative real estate, you go see Bob and he'll work with you and your clients. But if you want Bitcoin, you go see Sue. How does that work? Well, the product areas that we work with our development team, and they all have specialties that they are working on, from insurance to alternatives. We have a a, a team of alternative uh, experts in the firm that have done it for many many years. Angel investing. Um, and we have an advisor that just joined the firm who was a longtime Kiritsu member. So we have a lot of real good talent inside the firm. We have an advisor who's a specialist in company benefits. Now, you could learn that, but it's complicated, or you could just partner with him. So we do have some specialists within the firm. And, and certain, certain product lines, we do lean on some folks outside the firm. Um, we have a network of philanthropic advisors all around the country. I was on the National Board of Advisors in Philanthropy and ran the Chicago chapter of that group. You know, the people that have that CAP designation, Chartered Advisor 
and philanthropy. So I'm one of those. So we we have a lot of good partners and a lot of good people internally. So uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. But we uh, we seem to have figured it out so far. So far, so good for yeah. sure. Um, what do you attribute the? You just crossed the billion dollar asset mark. Congratulations. Um, what do you attribute Thank the you. success to? Well, and it, it took us a couple of years uh, after uh, we founded Four Star and got all the systems in place to figure out you know how we wanted to recruit, who we wanted to recruit, how to do it. And so the success has really been by going to lots of conferences, talking to lots of people, working with recruiters, telling our story. Story gets better every day and uh, continually telling it over and over and over. Takes lots of energy, lots of effort, uh, but we're up for it. I think uh, the industry needs uh, some retooling. A lot of the firms, you know, dwindling in size, the big national firms, you know, they're just hanging on to what they have. And we really don't want to be that way. We want to be a growth firm where people want to come to and work and enjoy it. So that's what we're creating. So I, I think the independent firms that offer a lot of flexibility, you know, pure independence, they're the ones that are growing. So I think 10 years from now, the industry will look more like our firm than Merrill Lynch or Morgan Stanley. Absolutely. You talked about plan to double an already large asset base in a short period of time. Is that growth coming from organic, uh, bringing new clients in the door? Is that coming from acquiring, recruiting other advisors and RIAs under your umbrella? What's the? How does that work? Well, organic growth is a big part of it because we, we have everybody working on a plan to grow at least 10% a year. Um, but, you know, it's hard to grow million here, million there to get to a two billion. So uh, we are acquiring other advisors uh, or affiliating them. They don't have to sell their book to us, but they can just join us for all the great services we've created. Uh, we're also working on some acquisitions. We did do one acquisition out of Boston four years ago. We've got another one potentially on docket. And if that happens, we'll be well well north of two billion. But I'm thinking we'll be at two billion within a year just from our regular recruiting. Uh, we bring in advisors anywhere from 25 to 100 million uh, in assets. And uh, right now we have three advisors on the way in, all of about 30 million in size and a whole bunch more that are, you know, within a week or two of signing up. So we're bringing about th- an average of about three per month into the firm. That'll help your growth rate for sure. What inspired you to start the podcast? So we've always done some sort of videos. We used to do videos in the beginning days and, and uh, you know, we just, podcasting became something that you know you could do we figured out the services would give us broad scope so we were doing it for about four years without uh, any uh, real engineering help we hired a, a really top-notch broad podcast engineering firm about two years ago and then really professionalized it music and captioning and all the all the things that we really didn't know how to do and uh, so now they professionalize it quite well it's a really good tool just to talk to our clients because as you grow the firm, you can't talk to every client every day, but they can hear from you every week or two about what's going on in the market. What do you see? Uh, so we figured that'd be a good tool. So, and that we use it for all the advisors. If they want it, they can send it to their clients. It's always available. And then the audio part, the podcast part is always available on Stitcher, Spotify, you know, all the others, I guess Stitcher's going away, but some of the other, you know, certainly Apple iTunes. And then we also have a financial advisors workshop, which you might've seen. And that, that we just did an interview this morning. That's where we just interview financial advisors. And our objective there is just to 
give advisors an opportunity to be interviewed. Who who interviews financial advisors, right? Uh, other financial advisors. You and I. Right. And I, right. Not too many other people. Uh, so it gives them a, a good marketing piece to send around to folks. And then also it, get, it helps us get to know people in the industry. We made friends all over the industry. And, and at some level, if somebody wants to join the firm and they liked us from an interview, that's great. I guess it's a recruiting tool, but it's kind of a light recruiting tool. It's not, you know, not only objective. With all of the initiatives you've got going on right now, what's your biggest challenge? Uh, time, uh, trying to manage it all. So we can't hire people fast enough. Um, we've got probably got 10 jobs that we need people for, and we only have a budget for two. So the faster we grow, the more margin we have to hire people and the more people that can help us expand our tent the way we want it to be. So it, growth does have a tendency to suck up cash. It does. Um, yeah. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Well, I think I think I still run a client book as well. And I have a team that supports me behind that. And I think I love doing that. I love working with individuals. Um, this finance world is very complex. And every year there's new words and new jargon and new new emphasis. And, and it, it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling to many of us, uh, let alone uh, dealing with uh, investors. So I, th- I think our best job is to is to translate the investing world into something that's you, something you can consume and understand. Uh, so the average investor doesn't get totally bamboozled by the market and then keep them on a path to achieve whatever their goals that they want to achieve. So I think that's the best thing that we do. And all my designs at building a national firm um, don't work unless the clients are happy, right? So we're very focused on client success. And I know a lot of firms say that, but we're really focused on it. So that's really, if the clients are happy, then everything else works out. And so, but we're just trying to build a bigger platform to make the advisors better at what they do. And if they're better, it's very hard at the firm level to affect client outcomes. It is at some level. So if we can make our advisors better and better, then we think we're doing a pretty good job because then they'll do a better job for their clients. Absolutely. Um, Anything else? I know your time's incredibly valuable. We greatly appreciate you spending some of it with us. Uh, Who's an ideal advisor for you? Well, I think there's an advisor who sees their role as more than just, you know, pushing a product or, or a portfolio or that kind of thing that, they really want to serve wealthy Americans in all the ways that they want to be served. And most of it's financial, but some of it isn't always necessarily financial. It could be estate planning and other things. We even help people with travel if they need help with it. I mean, there's a lot of different things that we'll help clients with. We have a client with a rare string instrument collection. I mean, so there's a lot of things that you can do as an advisor that, you know, maybe you're not an expert at, but you're probably a little smarter than maybe your client is in that area. And so you can certainly be of value to them. So that's what that's what I see. I see advisors that want to do more for their clients than just you know get a bunch of money in and put it in stock funds. You know, I guess that's a business, but uh, it, you know, it's not a fulfilling business in my view. There's a lot more to a client relationship than just simply you know putting their money in a bunch of funds. Amen to that. Well, uh, we greatly appreciate your time. This has been Seth Green for the RIA podcast with Brian Gasol of fourstarwealth.com. Brian, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you, Seth. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening, and we will talk to you or see you next time. Thanks so much. 49 faces look to him in triumph. 
Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com.